good? We good? You got me? Are we ready to roll? Lack of response is a little concerning. You should be concerned. No, uh, we're good to go. So I got right. I got to punch some buttons, get my microphone working here. Okay, good morning. Right. You sound uh, loud and clear. How good. are you? Good. I'm good. I got a. Uh, I apologize for missing the crossover this morning. Uh, I was I was driving down to Waco last night, and we are here live from Hotel Indigo, which is just in the shadows of McLean Stadium and the newly constructed, I guess, in the process of being constructed basketball arena. I don't know what the name of the basketball arena is off the top of my head. But as I was driving down last night, Josh, I got a phone call about helping out on one of the Sirius XM shows. So I, I, I got up a little earlier. I've, I've talked to Braden Willis already today, Josh Helmer. So coming up a little bit later on in the program, we'll get we'll get Braden Willis's perspective on that tight end room. I I think the term he used was the cavalry is coming. The cavalry is coming. So I know that if you were to say maybe one position is a little bit more concerning from a depth perspective than any other, Josh, you might say it is indeed what? The tight end position, right? But as we sit here on this, what is it, 21st day of April 2023, year of our Lord, I do feel reassured maybe is the term after talking to Braden Willis about the tight end room. That's good, yeah. He, he So he likes – Caden Helms and Jason Llewellyn. Yeah, and he gave a great break. I'll play it for you coming up here in a bit. How's that sound? Uh, in fact, I'll play it for you next segment because I think it – I think when we talk about a position that has raised a few concerns, if you follow the minute-by-minute, step-by-step nature of spring football. Now, as, as I have come to discover Josh Helmer – Apparently, there is a faction of fans who really couldn't care less about the day-to-day in and out of spring football. They're they're here for the spring game. They're here to see who they know, see the new guys, and then after that, they're good. I, I do think, though, based on our text line and my Twitter feed, there's a lot more people that follow it minute by minute, second by second, and don't. But if you if you are in that group, and there's nothing wrong with it, that spring football is spring football, and it's merely a bridge towards the 2023 regular season, then you might not know of some of the trials and tribulations that have hit the tight end room with injuries and uh, well, injuries. So we'll, we'll hear from Brayden Willis coming up in just a bit. And – Yesterday, Britton Venables spoke with the media for, I mean, today's Friday, the spring game's tomorrow, but spoke for the last time until post-spring game. So I had some good things to say. I, I will say as confusing as the scoring system is for some, I got a good – I talked to a few people last night just to better understand it, right, and got some pretty good clarification. But I also think based on what we what we heard from Brent Venables yesterday – Josh, a lot of fans are going to walk into Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium on Saturday 
and be confused because it sounds like there's already going to be some numbers on the scoreboard, right? It sounds like there's already competitions that are that are taking place that could lead to you walking in there. It's like, why is it already 12 to 5 or why is it already 15 to 10 or something? Because apparently the score of the game goes well beyond what happens on the field. Am I reading too much into that? No, apparently that's the case. Now, do we know much more about anything that that entails? No, not at all. Apparently they play Jeopardy. And 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 I heard Teddy, I think it was Teddy yesterday, say that he saw Miguel Chavis racing uh, one of the offensive linemen near the end of practice the other day. So I don't know what all goes into it. But I, I, I do know it's going to make for a fun Saturday. So we have committed to a three-hour program. Well, we're committed, Josh Helmer, to a three-hour program every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Plank Show. Um, we've committed to a three-hour program that is going to spend a lot of time on the spring game tomorrow. I have uh, a list of storylines, things I'm looking forward to, portal concerns. We got Brent Venables. Uh, I was thinking about bugging either Trav or Parker to talk about the recruiting side of things. It doesn't sound like there's any quote-unquote official visits that are going to be taking place tomorrow. But, Josh, it does sound like there's going to be some pretty significant targets, including David Stone, that are going to be here come Saturday morning. So, I, I do think there is a a massive recruiting angle to this. I I also think that it's fair to say the the spring game has become a pretty big deal in the eyes of Brent Venables. So we've got a lot to get to on the spring game. But let me ask you a very important question, Josh Helmer. Do you remember where we left off yesterday? Do you remember, this is, a, this is a little trivia, we had what I called a 27-hour tease at the end of the show yesterday. It's tough you, because it involved a Which text should message. Have, should have been a 21-hour tease, right? 24, 20. Yeah, I'm sorry, I went the opposite way. I subtracted. I added instead of subtracted. We gave the first ever 21-hour tease in the history of radio. I remember the tease, but uh, I, don't, I don't remember what was said. I wanted to, in the opening segment today, spend a little bit of time on Sooner Soldier's text to the show. And and I think that it, at least in how I feel about it, Josh, I don't know how you feel about it. I hope maybe it helps the naysayers that couldn't care less about the spring game. And I was there with you for the longest time. Uh, I hope it. I hope it helps you get a little bit more juice for it. For the over-the-moon lovers of the spring games, I think you're going to dig it. But here was the question. Here was the question. What is the purpose of the spring game? They don't show much, and it's done so early before the season starts. Is it for the fans, or is it for recruits? I... Here's just a quick little bullet point series of th- oh Travis is down to talk recruiting awesome all right so Trav we'll give uh, we'll we'll connect the dots during the commercial break good we can learn the recruiting angle of it because to me I feel like even though 
based on what I've heard, there's no quote-unquote official visits this weekend. But, Josh, I think number one, number one, this has become a massive recruiting weekend, right? So in that, you want to have the big crowd. You're going to have a second Heisman Trophy statue unveiled, which is incredible when you think about it, right? Back-to-back Heisman winners, back-to-back spring football celebrations of Heisman uh, Heisman winners, right? It's a big deal. It's It means a lot to a recruit whenever you're able to sit there and talk about what Oklahoma can do for you, and you're talking with Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield if you're a quarterback recruit or even a wide receiver recruit. So to me, I would say, who is it done for? It's, it's a combination of everyone, but I do think in the Brent Venables era, Josh, this has been accentuated and magnified as a massive, massive recruiting weekend, and then in that, a massive reunion weekend. There, there, are, there are events for former players that start today. Um, there's a brunch on Saturday for former players. You know, whenever they talk about family, you know, that's – and the purpose of this – Recruiting reunion are two names and, and two adjectives that kind of, or not adjectives, are good descriptors that come to mind of what matters most. Hey, we're getting the family back together uh, outside of game day. We're making this plan. April, whatever it's going to be consistently, 22nd this year. I think it was the 20th last year. This is going to be recruiting and reunion, and everyone's getting together. So I, recruiting is one to me. How about you for the purpose? If I'm forced to pick between those two? You're not forced to pick. You can just go whichever direction you want. Well, if I'm forced to pick between those two, I I do think that I would lean recruiting. But the third option for the team to get better, is that that not part of it? (laughs) Absolutely. I I know that it's it's not, you know, it's not your full-fledged, scrimmage maybe that it could be at times right but uh this is sort of the culmination of the spring itself is what it is so it's it's all of those things right I don't, I don't know that we have to I mean if you if you force me to choose I would probably say for Oklahoma right now yes it's most important well the the for the fans it turns into for recruiting right because you want the fans to come out have it be a great showcase and that in and of itself is a terrific recruiting tool. But, uh, I mean, it's all of those things. It's it's a, a moment for the fans to – yes, it's a ways from the, the season itself, but it's, hey, remember, not, not too far away, and you see some of the new things with this team. Now with college football, Plank, there's so much turnover year to year to year. There's going to be a lot of new on yeah. display for Oklahoma, and that's not just because, you know, freshmen and sophomores are becoming – sophomores and juniors that's because the transfer portal exists the way it exists right now so I don't know again forced to choose I'd probably say recruiting but it's it's all-encompassing yeah no I agree and here's it's it's truly a coach by coach kind of regime by regime feel I don't think Lincoln Riley cared too much for the spring game and that's fine I don't think the I think the paranoia of having, you know, everything out there on display for everyone to see, um, I think they would have rather had a controlled scrimmage in an empty stadium 
where they could do a little bit more than to have, say, an open spring game. I, I don't know if, if Tyler and Ted have talked to Coach Stoops, but I feel like I feel like Coach Stoops embraced it until Keith Ford cut block Geno Grissom and I think <laughs> and, and hurt Geno. I think they kind of changed the whole perspective now. But I, I, I think I think Coach for the most Coach Stoops for the most part, I won't speak for him ever, but just from from my perspective, what I saw, I think he was maybe a little bit more okay with it. Look around the Big 12. Mike Gundy, I don't think he could care less. He couldn't care less. Um, Chris Kleiman, I don't think they've done a spring game the last two years at Kansas State. Meanwhile, I'm in Waco, and I think the spring game's a pretty big deal to all of them. I think that, you know, you, you look right across the street here at McLean Stadium where I'm staying uh, this weekend with the softball team in Waco. I think it's a big deal. So, to me, when you ask, hey, what – you know, what's the purpose of it? I think in the eyes of Brent Venables, and at least in his vision, what I'm seeing for the program, Josh, I think it's everything matters. How you do anything is how you do everything. And when they do the spring game, it's going to be a freaking party. And it's going to be a show. And it's going to be this football team getting in a situation that you cannot simulate in practice. If the attendance is 50, if it's 60, if it's 70 – even if they open practices, I don't think you would even get ten <laughs> to show up and practice ten thousand. Uh, it maybe not even you know two, but you put this game on, even though it's on ESPN Plus, you're not going to be able to simulate seventy thousand in practice. Let's see how these guys respond. Um, I've got a laundry list of things I'm looking forward to, but more importantly, when you ask what is the purpose of the spring game, I think in the eyes of Brent Venables. Recruiting, reunion, um, celebration, and then in that, a consistent commitment to getting better. Does that sound like kind of a good little four or five prong definition of, of why it's important? Because it's important to Brent Venables. It's important to his vision of the program. I like it. And I like some of the text responses we've uh, gotten on this too. Maybe we can share some of those coming up next. Look at you. Look at you pulling up the text message this early. You must you must be ready for some pain today. I'm here for it. Let's go. 405-651-3439. That's the best way to get in touch with the program. You can hit us up on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line as well. 405-329-9000. Yes, I'm in Waco. We've got softball talk coming up. You're going to hear from Brent Venables post-practice. What is the recruiting impact? Travis Davidson's going to join us at 10 a.m. Plus, uh, an already wild morning in the NBA as Nick Nurse has been fired by the Toronto Raptors. We've got that and much more coming up right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I uh, wanted to mention this before I got too far away from the uh, the top of mind here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Dee uh, Dee Westbrook is serving free burgers to the residents and first responders in Shawnee. They're going to be set up at Joe Cooper Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram from noon until two or until supplies run out. So uh, that's just awesome. You can find more information on DD's Twitter feed at DD the Great Eleven. Uh, the Twitter feed for his food truck is at End Zone Eats, which is fantastic. Uh, that's cool, man. I, I like seeing things like that. You know, DD still. 
still hanging on, still still fighting to get back on a, on, on a roster. I think he's got a couple of opportunities. I know the the Vikings thing didn't really work out for him, nor did – I mean, there's something weird going on with the Vikings, man, because I was talking to Bobby Evans about it too. They, they got some weird things they expect for you as far as the contract is concerned and, and not injury situations. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, that's one of the coolest things I think that I've seen in that DD going out to set up and feed the first responders. We are still thinking of those in Cole, and we always will. A um, couple lives lost in the storms on Wednesday night. Uh, damage done in my beloved town of Goldsby in Washington. And obviously those in Shawnee that have been affected. That overhead shot from the Shawnee Gymnasium is just heartbreaking. Uh, and across the OBU campus. Uh, I was proud of my, I guess now my, my hometown, <laughs> if you will, Washington. They they told people to stop. They had to stop bringing goods and supplies because they were just there was too much and I thought that was really awesome so continue to find ways to give back and help if you can we got a show that we'll roll on and do but for the most part uh, our thoughts and our and our minds are with those who have been affected by these horrible storms and let me tell you something Josh I drove through a massive storm last night very similar thankfully no hail we're all good Dallas but it looks like it's setting up for what's going to be a gorgeous night tonight here in Waco. Do, your choice here, your choice, Josh, do we go straight to the text line and some of the responses to the good old spring conversation we were having? Do you want to Do you want to dive into, I don't know, maybe some softball because I am here in Waco and there is all kinds of excitement, I guess, I think I saw this. I don't know if was it you, Jackie Wins, that had tweeted the the cut from the Baylor player about all the pressure being on Oklahoma or something of that nature. I don't know if you want to get into that. Your choice, your decision here, Josh Helmer. Let's talk to the people. Let's text line it up, and then the bottom half of the hour we can all go all the way in on softball because that comment from the Baylor player is going to take on a little bit of a life of its own. Let me uh, let me go ahead and translate that for you. Josh Helmer hates softball. All right, um, a couple of that's correct. A couple of texts. Uh, the two one four excellent recruiting atmosphere as well. Very simple, very simple. Well put from the four hundred five. It's sort of like recruiting, but it's sort of an implied message to those who have given to the NIL that they will get more if they give more. So to me. It's sort of reinforcement. Okay, that's a, a, a twisted path. I like that a lot. Uh, Jay from Medill. The spring game does help with recruits or any young football players. My son plays on Saturday or Friday night every week in the fall. He can't make it to games. From 10 to 17 years old, the spring game is the only for sure time to get on OU's campus and see a game. Damn, man, I hadn't even thought about it from yeah, that that's perspective. A good point. That's a really good point. You don't – and, again, I, you, you probably still get to watch the games, but to be there in person, Josh, that makes that makes a massive impact on everyone. Um, Sooner Gundy, who, by the way, happy birthday, Sooner Gundy, just barely making the cutoff for a Taurus. So welcome to the club. 
Sooner Gundy writes, getting to see new players in live action is very valuable for the coaches. Could not agree more. Could not agree more, Josh, because I'll tell you what, um, the bottom line more than anything else is you got to get better as a football team. And obviously there's a lot of different facets of that, but the reality is you, you, you've got to see these guys improve. I, I wrote, a, a, I don't know how many thousand words it was, but I wrote an article on a spring game preview that's available now in Boyd Street and I think online too. But Josh, it's improve it. You know, it's improve it. You got to go out and get improvement and in that prove it. So I, I understand. And part of that improvement is the recruiting and part of that improvement is the fan atmosphere. But that's a great point. You get live action, you get an opportunity to view just how much progress is truly being made. You get to see that all on display and in person live. Like you said earlier, it's whatever thousands of Sooner fans it'll be, right? You ballpark that number wherever you want to. But it's it's going to be a live environment that you haven't had throughout right. this spring. And, and for some guys on your roster, it'll be uh, the first time they've seen that. And, and it's it's not quite what a game day is. It's obviously not totally that. But it's it's a nice little exercise for all parties involved, and it's it's the culmination of the spring. Hey, you can build to one date. Let's let's put it all together here for this open date, our spring game. So if you're just tuning in, by the way, uh, we're kind of carrying over that conversation of the importance of the spring game. I'm gonna hit a few more texts on it, but I think it's a really fair question. Hey, why is this important? Why is this a big deal? I mean. We've hit recruiting, reunion. Right, they bring all the former players back together. Reps that you can't simulate in practice in front of a great crowd. I mean, it's the improvement. All these things matter in the spring game. And then, you know, we can we can debate. I know there was a hell of a thread going on on Twitter last night where they were trying to project the attendance, and there was a large faction of doesn't matter, who really cares and then there is this very vocal side that says it absolutely matters. In fact, that gets to Justin and Kuita's question. Do we have any idea what the attendance will be tomorrow? Justin and Kuita, I don't know. What would you ballpark it at right now, Josh? Where are your expectations on what we're going to see tomorrow, attendance-wise? I think, is 60 a good number? That's what I'm shooting for. That's what I'm shooting for. Um, I, I was scrolling through some of the projections. By the way, uh, General of Stutzman's Army, 120,000 might be the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. But you see anywhere from, I like Blaine. Blaine's like 37,000. I think that would be a massive disappointment if there were 37,000 fans there on Saturday. But I think if you're looking anywhere, here's here's – my idea of success tomorrow, 55 to 75. If you're in that range, you know, maybe closer to 60, I feel like you should be feeling really good about things. Looks like the weather's going to cooperate. Uh, and as concerning as it looked earlier in the, in the week, it looks like it's going to be a gorgeous day tomorrow. So am I being too – am I being too – 
I don't know, soft if I say I'd be happy with 55? Or is it, hey, by God, that's got to be up there where Ohio State is, or it's a failure? No, I think anything greater than 55 would be good. And I, I would almost say anything greater than 50 would would be pretty good for mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And, you know, then it's just gravy, cherry on top uh, beyond that. If the lower bowl is filled, it's right. been done that's a big well. deal. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, and, and Patrick hits us up as well. Says, hey, listen, you can go to Soonersports.com and you can see the available seats. So it's looking between 50 to 60. Well, you also add, you know, hopefully, is there a such thing as walk-ups anymore in sports? Remember back in the day you used to have, well, what's a walk-up crowd going to look like? I don't know if that exists exists anymore. But, you know, there might be, there might be a good faction of people that, Saturday they wake up, it's like, it's gorgeous out. Let's go to campus. Let's let's check out the spring game. Then you get sucked up in it. Sean brings up uh, – two other quick texts on this. Sean brings up a really good point. Um, for fans who can't afford or attend a regular season game, they can see their team in their stadium and bring kids to a college environment. I'm just going to tell you right now, that's that's me. That's me. I, I, I mean – I don't know how some of you do it in sports, period. If I you know, if I didn't work in media, I'd have a really hard time selling my non-sports fan family on spending what it would take for me and one of the kids to go to a game. I mean, and especially the, the family of four that we have currently now. If my son was in town, the family of five <laughs> – I'd be going to the bank. I'd be at mid first. I'm like, yo, I need a loan. Let's go. It's not cheap. So that's a great point. And I know everyone's rich. I'm one of the poors. That's fine. But I'm also one of you. And even when I go to a game and I happen to get maybe a, a comp or free ticket, I end up spending the better part of, of hundreds of dollars on concessions. So that's a great point. And it's exciting when you see that moment that you can't afford to be a part of it be as big of a deal to the coach and to this program as it is to you. Uh, and then one more. This is really good for the 918. Here's an example of how cool the spring game is, guys, and the importance of culture and the inclusion of former players. I was on the elevator, and the door opens, and in walks Sterling Shepard and Kenny Stills. We engage in a conversation. Door closes. We go down. Door opens. There stands C.D. Lamb. BV and Soul Mission has engaged former players. You're going to see more and more players making not just Norman a place to be, but Norman area their home for their NFL career and or after their NFL career. I think that's pretty cool, Josh, and I think that's a really good point. I do. You're looking at, I think it's 400-plus former players they're expecting to be in this weekend. And they're going to be involved. They're going to be involved in everything, right? And that's really cool to see. So when you ask, who is this for? Why is this important? I feel like we gave our answer, Josh, and that answer is a little bit of everyone. (laughs) That's right. Yes, Uh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. (laughs) All right. Listen, we got a break. Uh, 405-329-9000. We'll get your calls coming up. 405-329-9000. We're going to hear a little bit from Brent Venables. And as always, Twitter, at Josh on Ref, at Plank Show. 
I'm live from Waco. We got some softball talk as well on the home of Sooner fans. Hey, Josh, you want to get a you want to get Greg in here to kick off the segment? Why not? Yes, let's hear from Greg. Riverwind Casino jackpot line, our buddy Greg Scallion, compete team barbecue. Uh, what's going on, Greg? How are you, man? Hey, guys. Good morning. How are you? Awesome, man. Are you fired up for tomorrow? I, I am. Uh, you know, I called in on Friday a few weeks ago when I was on my way to a competition and won a grand championship. So I'm in Ooh. Derby, Kansas this weekend. So I'm today's Friday. I'm calling in. We're going to. We're going to see if there's something to this uh, calling in on Friday before a comp for me and see. We're going to ride this out, Plank, see if, it, uh, if there's something there or not. Take it as far as you, uh, as you want, man. Where are you competing this weekend? Uh, Derby, Kansas. Okay. Okay, what are we cooking? Chicken and ribs. Chicken and ribs. All right, man. All what's right. uh, what's the competition look like out in Derby? Yeah, what kind of – yeah, what, what's right the my, field uh, look like? That's right yeah. up my alley. That's my Good neighborhood question. over there. Yeah, so uh, it's at Cook Airfield. It's the Ryan Trowbridge, or it's the Trowbridge Memorial Fly-In. So it's a big uh, festival, concerts, so, you know, uh, people jumping out of planes, and it's just a big deal, and there's a barbecue competition going on at the same time. So if you know where Cook Airfield is, kind of out east of Derby, out in the middle of nowhere, it's that's where we're going to be. Yep, I'm so sorry you have to go to Derby. <laughs> I come- there- Hey, I, I come here twice a year, and the funny thing is, is this was the weekend last year we came when the tornado went through Newton, and oh we were gosh. actually only a few miles away from it. And we actually watched it when it happened on Friday night. So I'm hoping this year is a little uh, less uh, exciting on the weather front. Well, uh, good luck, Greg. We'll be rooting for you, man, and we expect a response on Monday to see how it went, at least on Twitter.com. Uh, by the way, since, so we can make this sportsy, a spring game a big deal to you? Absolutely. And even though I can't go tomorrow, I think what the whole spring does for me as a huge um, OU fan and football fan is is it, it helps bridge the gap from the end of the season to the start of the season. So everything you guys just talked about as far as recruiting and players coming back and whatnot, all of that is included in the fact also that, you know, football is so popular and OU fans are so passionate that this is just a really good way, whether you can go or not, to, you know, like I said, bridge that gap and kind of feed your football hunger uh, until the season starts. And that's how I look at it. All right, buddy. Safe travels. Good luck in Derby. We'll talk to you again soon, bud. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Look at Greg. Go get that dub. You know, if there's something to it, I'll feel pretty good. Josh, I have no problem with being the good luck charm for a man who can grill like our buddy Greg Scallion can, right? That's not a bad relationship to have. No, that's that's one of the good ones for sure. Do you want to hear this audio from the Baylor player real quick as we – I've heard I, it, but, yeah, let's play it so okay, others can, can that I, haven't. Can I be honest with you? I haven't even listened to it yet. Is it as – and here's the thing. Here's what I would say. I don't get too caught up in anything anyone else says as it pertains to Sooner softball. I just I, I I don't I don't think anyone's trying to go Dylan Brooks here, and I don't think anyone is trying to disrespect them. In fact, I think Mike White realized how he screwed up. I think that he was trying to make a point uh, about nil, and I think he missed the mark. That's so he screwed up and he paid for it. And he might have to pay for it again 
in the Big 12 tournament or maybe even the College World Series. So I I don't know what to expect, but this is this is I guess what just a, a handful of Baylor players talking about it. So here we go. And like I said, this is not good radioing because like, oh, hold on. Like I said, I haven't heard it yet, but let's go ahead and let's uh Let's crank it up and see what do we get here from the uh, from the old Baylor Bears. Gives us a cool little leg up this time, you know. We're again, like I said, we're one and zero, so I think they're the ones that are a little intimidated at this point. As Big Twelve Player of the Week, Anna Wa- What? W- hold on. Wait, what? Did she? I gotta listen to that again. Hold on. Gives us a cool little leg up this time, you know. We're again, like I said, we're one and zero, so I think they're the ones that are a little intimidated at this point. Okay, well that's just dumb, Anna Watson. <laughs> I like you a lot, and I think you're a really good player. But what what are you doing? What are you doing right now? <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if you're like, hey, we beat them, we feel pretty good. Pressure's on them. That's fine. But to to, to say that they're the ones that are intimidated, Josh. Do I need to hear the rest of this report, or do the first eight seconds do it enough there? Yeah, I, I, that's that's what you wanted to hear. Okay. And, you know, the the rest of it was pretty respectful, typical, hey, looking forward to the series talk, but that right there, in that one little eight-second blip, I mean, what are you doing? Why? Why? Do you have some other date going on this weekend or some other event that you would like to be at that you need to check out early because you'd <laughs> want to get run rule? Gives us a cool little leg up this time, you know. We're again, like I said, we're one and zero, so I think they're the ones that are a little intimidated at this point. Hmm. I'm going to start putting together, like I said. Uh, let, let me go back to how I started. It's a little breakdown. I don't really get too carried away in what anyone says about Sooner softball. I think that they're really good about creating their own chip on their shoulder. Uh, in fact. It wouldn't surprise me if when Oklahoma wins a national championship, you don't hear somebody say, you know, people doubted us, <laughs> kind of like they did with Georgia. Nobody thought we could win. It's like, wait, 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 everyone said you could win it. Oklahoma, Patty Gasso is incredible at creating fire. You don't really need to help it out. Um, I, I hope, I hope Anna Watson – does well this weekend. She's a good player. I like her a lot. I think she was even the Big 12 Player of the Week last week. But to say that Oklahoma is intimidated. Bold move. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. Do I retweet that or do we just let it lie? I haven't even seen. I'm sure it's done numbers already. Has Sooner Softball found this one yet? Oh, yeah, 107,000 views. Sooner Softball has definitely – Sooner Softball Twitter has definitely found that. <laughs> oh, the comments. I just don't understand. Why? Why would you say that? Why would you do that? Mm, I have no idea. It's just there's no benefit to it. Let's take a break. I've got a little Patty Gasso for you later on in the program as well. Wait, you know what? It's almost fitting. What a time to to kind of re, uh, reset what, what Coach Gasso said on this program just the other day. Josh, right, whenever we were talking to her about motivation, 
I think this is at the right spot. I think it is. Uh, in the words of the great Toby Rowland, we're about to find out. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. So as you head to Waco this weekend, what have you seen in the team's prep? How have they handled heading back down to a place where there was a little adversity earlier this year? Uh, Plank, we like the word revenge. So oh. don't. Okay. <laughs> um, we take pride in um, our play. And if somebody beats us, we kind of tip our hat. We go back to the drawing board and we learn. And we find ways to get better. We definitely have done that. And to this team, it's like full circle. Okay, you saw us the second weekend, uh, and we didn't, we didn't, I mean, you guys played well, you flat out beat us. No excuses. But they're very anxious to come back kind of full circle and say, okay, now this is April, and this is who we are. Every hitters. Mm. All right. You have a team that's already come out and said, listen, yeah, revenge isn't a bad word to use. And then you have a player saying they're intimidated. I think they're the ones that are intimidated. Interesting. Uh, we'll be on the air. Weather looks good tonight. 545 pregame show for the 6 o'clock first pitch. By the way, I, who do I give thanks to? Who tagged me in this first? I, I waited to listen to it till I was on the air. Um, but thank you to Teresa Lakin. That was the first person that tagged me on that. <laughs> what is she thinking? I know there's a couple of people that get mad. It's like, that, the arrogance of No, no, it's not arrogance. I think it's more arrogance on the Baylor player to say that. That's arrogant. The arrogance of, all right, we'll see. It's not arrogance. That's stepping back and saying, I don't know if I would do that. I don't know if I would be the Dylan Brooks, I poke bears from that perspective. Just saying. All right, quick break. When we come back, we're back on the spring game. Brent Venables talked yesterday. We'll hear what he had to say. Plus, Travis Davidson is going to join us to get us a little recruiting spice for Saturday. What should we be keeping an eye on? It's all coming up right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Um, real quick, we don't have a lot of time left in the first hour. Travis is going to join us to talk recruiting. When Brent Venables met with the media last night, he talked about the players that entered the portal and kind of what went into that decision. It was coach. This courtesy of Sooner Scoop, by the way. Looking for, you know, better opportunity. Um, you know, I'm not one to speak for them. Um, but, uh, you know, Jaden, uh, you know, obviously he played, had a, you know, more of a substantial role. Uh, Corey was just still a young guy, you know, coming up. But uh, both of them, two really good young guys that, again, I think are just looking for, uh, you know, more of an opportunity. You know, Jaden really wants to play, have an opportunity to play more inside in the slot. Uh, you know, and, you know, as a defensive back, the nickel "quote unquote" position, and uh, you know, if he was going to stay here, I needed him to be corner. I got, I got guys to play inside. So you know, that's that's it. You know, he just he has his one last window to uh, to you know continue to develop and uh, maybe enhance his opportunities uh, with a with a better clearer opportunity for himself so you know i'm just appreciate those guys all their hard work you know while they were here you know what it's it's interesting to me because i've kind of gone back and forth josh on how to feel about the uh the transfer of of jaden davis because again i'm a firm believer there's depth there and i heard teddy layman and I've said this many times, 
in my in my sports Bible that I you know learned from religiously, the Book of Layman is one that I consume probably more than any. Does that get me in trouble with my friends at church saying that? You think? No. Anyway, I don't think so. Okay. And they probably said, they probably read for the Book of Layman too. But go they ahead. They do too. Hey, two, hey, three to six, three to six. Teddy right here on the ref. And, of course, on the, the radio side on the Sooner Radio Network this weekend. But he said of all the positions, like he doesn't really – he feels pretty good about depth-wise. He said corner. If I misheard you, Ted, text me. But I'm pretty sure that's what you said. And, you know, you start thinking about Josiah Wagner. Did you see what Toby tweeted whenever Brent Venables was talking about Josiah Wagner? He said – He's ultra-competitive. He thinks of himself as a 600-pound Siberian tiger. He plays loud and big. So you think of Wagner and Vickers and what we, you know, what we hope with Gentry Williams if he's healthy and, you know, maybe Kenai Walker. Um, who am I leaving out? They got hurt last year and we were debating about his position. Anyway, you know Woody's got one side locked down. Now you start looking around and – you know, a, a guy, even though he's bought in and doing everything right, he says, hey, I want to play this position. I want to play this this, this side. Like, I don't really have that. You go somewhere else. It sucks because it's depth. But I I do think, Josh, that Oklahoma is going to be okay. I just, I just hate that Jaden Davis decided to move on. We'll talk more about storylines next, plus Travis Davidson talking Cruton on the ref.